everybody, and welcome to episode 333 of the Ask the Coach podcast, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Oh, thank you, Jeffrey. Did you say 333? I did. That's, what a what a massive number of shows. It is a massive number, but that's an unlucky number, 333. And it you know seven. what? You know yeah, what? what? Already, we've already started with an error. Like I think you said it was the Ask the Coach podcast. Isn't it called the Ask the Coach show? <laughs> I See, know. I, so I, I told we're you. already heading downhill. This could be our worst show ever. I told you we should have just avoided 333 and just pretended it was show 334. No one would know. <laughs> Wouldn't even mention it, just skip over it. Exactly, just yep, just 334 and when it's, people go back looking for 333. It's so bad you shouldn't even mention it. <laughs> exactly. And then if someone did find out, they'd be like, why is there no 333? <laughs> uh, it's just, just, just a number. Just because those guys are crazy, exactly. <laughs> Seems like a good number. Good number, it is. It's a very symmetrical number. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, it, it's better than double that number. That's for sure. No, no. 666 is good. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when we get to 666, I'll be happy. Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, now, um, Alois. Yes, Jeff. I invented a word. Plagiarism. <laughs> You invented a word plagiarism. That's interesting. Uh, not, not funny? No, um, not funny at all. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's one other thing I learned the other day, Alice. You should always be suspicious of stairs because they always seem like they're up to something. See, that's a little bit better. But <laughs> it's I, great. I, 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 think, I think it's in the delivery, Jeff. I think, you know. I think uh, the jokes are probably the jokes are probably well because I had like a pause and I I used some dramatic effect. I'm telling you, Alice, there are people listening to this now rolling around on the floor in laughter because it was that that was some quality jokes. Uh, Obviously, I'll um, if if you were if you were rolling around the floor and laughing, could you please just uh, let me know personally? That would be don't do that because you'll get too many requests. You'll be overwhelmed. Just, just, just know that there are people out there that were doing it, Alice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh dear. Now we introduced a really good segment to this show called we did. Comment of the Week. Yeah, what a good segment that turned out to be. Great segment. Is this? Are we up to week two of that segment? Uh, I believe it's week three of that segment. Week three, see? And I said it wouldn't last. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, maybe because this is show three, 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 it will be the last time it's in there. <laughs> yeah, no, we did, we, we did find a pretty funny comment though, and um, um, yeah, one of our readers actually pointed it out to us. It was a comment from a little while ago, but OG said on our um, backhand flick video. Mm. Yeah, he said, uh, "This is amazing. My game has improved so much. I finally beat my four-year-old sister. Awesome." <laughs> So, so. four-year-olds can be pretty good at ping pong so uh, you know exactly so good good work og we're not we're not uh 
we're not thinking that this is some sort of joke. We think that, that that's a really good achievement. So well done. Yes, exactly. Great work. I mean, four-year-old. I, mean, I wonder how long I mean, has he been trying to beat his four-year-old sister? Like five years? Well, well OG might only be two. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably been 10 years, Alois, he's been trying to beat his four-year-old sister for. <laughs> Did you know that four yes, out of yeah. three people are bad at maths? <laughs> And you're a maths teacher, Jeff, so you'd know. That's Indeed. Is that is that your opening line for the year seven maths class? It should be. It should be. That's right. It should be. Yes. Um, In fact, that should have been your joke of the day. Maybe. Those other two that you tried on us today. Oh, dear. Oh, well, you know. Some things work, some things don't. Just, <laughs> yeah. just go with it. But comment of the week, three weeks in and we're still kicking. It's good. Oh, it's awesome. Yep. So, um, yeah, put put some good comments down. We we love to hear some um, funny, hilarious. Oh, they don't even have to be funny. This comment of the week could just be like a really good comment about exactly. table tennis. Yeah. Um, now, it is time for the yep. highlight segment. On this day. Ah, yes, indeed. Well, it was on yesterday. Yes, oh. Yes, yesterday, the 2nd of September. Depends where you are right now in the world. True. But the 2nd of September, 1988, was the birth of the great Dmitry Ovcharov. Ovcharov. Yeah, so, yeah, good play. I like watching Ovcharov play. Just such a good backhand-oriented player. Um, really led the way for a while with his with his with the use of his backhands and uh, and hit number one in the world as well um, in January 2018. So um, yeah, so he's reached he's reached the absolute pinnacle and and that includes um, at the European Championships he's won I can't even count them it's one two three four five I think seven seven gold medals in the team's event at the European Championships. He's won two gold in singles as well. So um, he's really dominated. He's been one of the real dominant players in Europe for for a long time, since 2007. You know, so I I guess we think about him and we think about um, Timo Boll as well as being, uh, you know, probably the leaders of the Europeans in the last 10 um, 10 plus years so uh, yeah Dmitry Ovcharov yeah good play and he he, he won a silver medal in uh, in the Olympics as well in the team's event in 2008 in Beijing and then uh, a bronze in the singles in 2012 um, mm. London so you know it's a it's a pretty well decorated career especially thinking of the domination of the Chinese I mean he's he's really been up there and pushing the boundaries for for the last 10 to 12 years so uh, yeah good work it's somewhat unusual or maybe not unusual style but um, yeah do you think it's an unusual style uh, his backhand serves definitely unusual isn't it I mean he he's he, he, like starts underneath the table I remember the first time I actually saw him live was in 2010 in Moscow and I was sitting in the stands and I, and Ovcharov was serving from the far end of the table and you could hardly see him over the table <laughs> I thought what is this guy doing um but yeah the the um the start position for his backhand serve at that stage I think I think it was even more pronounced at that stage he was so low down on the ground you know like he's bent his knees completely um 
Yeah, so really hard to see. But um, it's his dad. His dad, um, Mikhail, was also a Soviet table tennis champion in 1982 before um, the family moved to Germany. Ah. So, uh, yeah, so good pedigree. Yes. Um, you know, very good player to reach number one in the world, a silver medal and bronze medal at the Olympics. So, you know, there's not a lot more than a that a European player could or has done in the last uh, 10 or 15 years. Yeah, well done, Ofchov. And his backhand, so good. Um, oh, but like, I think better than his forehand. I think maybe he's – was he one of the first people to be like that? I mean, I yeah. guess there's been players over time, haven't there, that had stronger backhands. But I feel like more and more people are now coming up with stronger backhands than forehands potentially. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that he's got a Russian background because we always talk about the Russians as having, you know, such strong backhands. Mm. Um, I don't know. There's something in the water in Russia, I think, that, uh, that uh, yeah, the, those Russians are just, yeah, so strong on the backhand side. But, yeah, Ovcharov, uh, yeah, that ball in the middle, he'll often um, turn around and play a backhand off that ball. Uh, yeah. Really favours yeah. it a lot. Indeed. All right. Well, happy birthday of Jarov. Indeed. So what does that make him? 32? 32. Yeah. 32. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Getting up there. Yeah. Starting to. So, I mean, you know, like, is this his last Olympics coming up in Tokyo? You know, will it, can he can he go to age of 36? Maybe. I mean, you look at Bowl and um, Samsonov, they... Um, yeah, still, still going strong. Yeah, that's mm. right. Indeed. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the tip of the week. Ah, yes. Well, the tip of the week this week is pretty simple. It's just around getting out there and doing some more service practice and mm. just starting to explore the endless possibilities that you've got when you're practicing your serves. So I know a lot of people say to me, oh, but serving practice is so boring. I think it like... It, it can be boring if you don't really have any focus to what you're doing with your serve. But, you know, there's there's always the possibility of just starting to explore and starting to think about different serves, trying to invent a new serve, try to copy, you know, one of the best player in the world's serves. Um, think about, um, you know, just putting your own little tweak on it. If you, if you start to really focus on something particular during your training session serving can be so engrossing and so so interesting um and it's something that you can really um you know explore especially in this time you know for those of you out there that haven't got access to a club situation you know there's so much that you can do with your serve so so the tip of the week this week is just really utilize as much time as you can on your serve and as as you know it's such an important part of the game isn't it yeah it is isn't it and um and like you said, so many different things you can can work on. Um, one could be just getting as much spin as you can or seeing if you can get the ball to come back to the net or curl around some targets. Um, so many different things you can do. And then, you know, by being able to generate heaps of spin, you can even then win some points by serving a no-spin serve where your opponent might think it's got heaps of spin. I mean, so many cool things you can do with serves. Yeah, and then, you know, you can introduce some targets on the table. You can put some targets on there and just see, you know, once you're starting to generate lots of spin, can you generate the spin and put it to the position on the table that you really want to? Start to challenge yourself 
um, in practice. You know, um, put yourself under a bit of pressure. See if you can hit that target. Um, you know, uh, two out of three times. You know, four out of three times, as Jeff might say. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, see see what you can do with your with your serves. You've got spin. You've got um, placement. You've got deception. Um, you've got speed. Yeah, just, and with the speed, it's often isn't it? It's often the variation in speed, isn't it? Like, how can you make um, how can you do a really short serve and a really fast serve, but maybe have similar motions? Yeah, and mm-hmm. just yeah, yeah, that variation is great. So, so I know it's something that you know when we when I talk to players about going and doing some service practice, the first reaction is oh, like you know, do I need to? Do I have to? Do I need to? Well, you don't have to, but but it's such a such an important part of the game that if you're not doing it, you're really missing out on. Um, a whole heap of improvement that you can uh, that you can have in your in your game gameplay. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I mean that's the key, isn't it? Finding a way to make it fun um, for you, because because then you want to do it. Yeah, give us give yourself something to think about, focus on, um, have a goal for your serves, and then uh, then you'll see it can be fun. Great, great tip. Um, now speaking. Of serves and returns, we've got a few questions about serves and returns coming up today. And the first one's from Pablo, and he wants to re- know how to return the windshield wiper serve. What even is that serve, Alloy? Yeah, the windshield wiper serve. Yeah, it's hard to hard to explain on a podcast, but is um, it, don't you just say picture the windshield wiper on your car? Sure. Yeah, there. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I guess that works. Yeah. So yeah. So. Good idea, Jeff. So if you picture the windshield wiper on your car and just imagine your bat going across like a windshield wiper. So you need to you need to imagine the face of the of the racket facing towards the receiver all the time. And then your bat's going straight across. I'm 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 sitting here actually doing the motion. So hopefully that that helps you uh, helps helps you while you're listening to this. I think it Um, will. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. Um, so, yes, that's the windshield wiper serve. Um, if you haven't seen it, we do have a video on the windshield wiper serve, so you can go and have a look at that, um, just so I don't feel so silly sitting here in uh, <laughs> on on the uh, podcast doing the, sh- doing the sh- shot or the serve. Um, so how do you return it? And I, I think that, um, I, fi- I find it quite difficult, actually, to return the windshield wiper serve because I find it difficult to read the um, the amount of spin and, and whether it's got the backspin or topspin on the serve. So we know that the windshield wiper serve is always going to have side spin because you're coming across the ball. So for a right-hander serving to you, the ball, when it hits your bat, is going to move across to your right-hand side. So what you need to do is you need to angle the bat and face it towards your left side when they do the windshield wiper serve. So that's the first thing, is to cope with the the amount of side spin. But for me, the tricky part is to just see whether it's got a little bit of backspin or a little bit of topspin on it as well. Um, Now, the flight of the ball can help you to um, see that. So if the ball is dipping through the air, um, it tends to mean that it's got a bit of topspin. If it's sliding through, then it's got more backspin. You can also need to watch, or you also need to watch really carefully um, the contact point. Are they hitting it as the bat's 
going up or as the bat's going down in that windshield wiper motion. So again, if you ma imagine your windshield wipers going across the uh, windscreen, at, at the start of the motion, they're actually going up. They go up, 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 up. They reach the top and then they start to go down a little bit. So if they're hitting the ball as the windshield wiper is going up, then there's going to be some topspin on the ball. If the windshield wiper has reached the top of the um, of, of its swing and starts going down again, and then that's when you contact the ball, then there's going to be some backspin. So um, so that's a really important thing to, to be watching for as well. So, um, so Pablo, understand that the windshield wiper serve will have side spin, and then really it's a matter of trying to work out whether it's got the top spin or backspin on it as well. So, um, yeah, that, that for me, that's the critical parts of the windshield wiper serve. Yeah, and, and listening to those points you mentioned, Alois, I guess it's the same ideas for all serves, really, is gauge the type of spin that's on it um, and, and adjust there. And we kind of cover that in our Receiving Secrets course on the website, so check that out. Um, but it is a skill, isn't it? And I guess the more you... Uh, see different serves the more you get used to it and it was interesting to, for you to say you have trouble with that windshield wiper serve because I'm guessing it's not a common serve so you probably haven't um, returned it like anywhere near as many times as you would say a pendulum serve yeah exactly and, and I think that for me that's probably the the biggest issue is that I haven't seen it a lot of times so uh, so I do find it difficult so on the on the reverse of this then if you are thinking about, you know, what serves can I do and what serves can I practice in my practice session? You know, try and find a serve like the windshield wiper serve that not many people are doing mm. and uh, and start to practice that. And you might find that even if it's not as good in your eyes as your pendulum or your reverse pendulum or whatever, or your backhand serve, just the fact that it's different might mean that you will start to get some easy points from your opponent as well. Definitely. Yeah, great. That That is a good tip. Find a serve that no one else is doing. Yeah. Excellent. All right, great question, Pablo. Uh, next up, we have one from TY who um, says, would you recommend an average 15-year-old to change from normal rubber he has been playing with to short pimples in order to improve his table tennis? Now, you're a very good um, person to be answering this question, Alois. Yeah, so Ty, I'd say, I'd say, in general, at fifteen, um, probably not. And, and again, depends on how long uh, the player's been playing. Um, if they have only been playing for a year or two and are still developing their strokes in their game, I'd really say um, it's better to st stay with inverted rubber and to just uh, use normal rubber on both sides, get the feel of the strokes, get the feel of the um, the amount of spin that's on the ball coming into you um, and learn to control the, the ball with the with the normal rubber. And then I think you could think about starting to um, change to a short pimple rubber if, if you feel like um, the player um, would really be suited by that short pimple play. You know, the, they like to hit the ball flatter, faster, um, then I think it's a possibility to change. So, but yeah, initially I think um, I'd rather see a player develop just with the inverted 
inverted rubbers. You feel um, like they get more, learn more about spin with that? Is that the reason? Or Yeah, they learn more about generating spin and they also learn more about returning spin. So the short pimples will tend to deaden the spin that's coming into you. So it, um, it doesn't really give you a full appreciation of what type of spins on the ball. So perhaps you're not going to ever learn that. So that's why I'd say initially probably yeah, I think starting with uh, inverted rubber is good, and then you can then you can change to short pimples. I, I used um I did use short pimples for a year I think. Um, That's why I thought you'd be a good person to answer this yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, it was a disaster, Jeff. It was a disaster. My my back end was never any good, but with short pimples it was even worse if that was possible. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, right. and it's not, it's not it's not something that's really easy to use either. So it's not something that um, you know. You, uh, some people think, "Oh, short pimples will make the game simpler." Uh, yeah, I don't think it does necessarily. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, especially if someone's looping with a lot of top spin, that might be hard to control, and then you can't generate your own spin, so you're not going to be able to get your own real good loop. So you've got to be a lot more accurate. Yes, it's it's quite a skillful. Um, yeah, Arts, almost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, by you generating topspin on the ball, you actually also develop um, creating a bit of control because the ball's dipping onto the table when you hit it with the short pimples, as Jeff was saying. So that ball um, goes through much flatter and and straighter, and so you haven't got as much margin for error with the with the short pimple. Um, uh, rubber as well so yeah so that 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 inverted rubber just gives you that little bit of safety initially too all right yes well thanks for the question ty from from the nt the northern territory of australia i believe alloys yeah that's right um yeah one of the stalwarts of the darwin table tennis uh, association up uh, up in the top end of uh, of australia excellent uh all right that brings us on to the next question from eduardo who says, for some reason, backhand serves have almost vanished, at least from the professional player's repertoire of serves. Um, so can you, Alois, make a demonstration of the same serve, but from the backhand, specifically talking about the kicker serve that we yeah. released with the forehand just the other day, Alois? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think backhand, again, you know, don't ever write off... Um, Serve. So I think backhand serves again are underutilized um, mm. because again they're different and you know sometimes you if you if you just try backhand serve you might find that the person just doesn't like them at all. I remember playing one player that I used to play a fair bit who was really good at returning serves and I remember trying a backhand serve which was pretty horrible really a horrible backhand serve. <laughs> But this player really struggled with the backhand serve for some reason. You know, it's just, it's like me trying to return the windshield wiper serve. It mightn't be a good windshield wiper serve, but I just don't see that contact that well or see the amount of spin. So, yeah, so I think, you know, backhand serve can be useful. But, um, Eduardo, you're talking about the backhand kicker serve. Now, I think one of the real problems with with trying to do the backhand kicker serve is there's no deception so because your opponent can see the motion of the of the kick coming way too early so 
one of the reasons that the forehand kicker serve is successful is because uh, your opponent doesn't see the bat coming through before contact, and then that fast topspin serve is a surprise to them. Um, you know, if you take away, if you peel away all the layers of the of the forehand kicker serve, it's basically just a fast topspin serve, which if I stood there and did a, a simple fast topspin serve to anyone, they would just stand there and smack it back at me. So with the backhand kicker serve, you don't have the benefit of that disguise or being able to hide the, um, the bat before contact. So then it just becomes a very plain, simple backhand topspin serve, which is going to be reasonably easy for your opponent to to read and to and to return as well. So I guess that's why the backhand kicker serve isn't really something that's used um, much at all. But if you're thinking about backhand serves in general, why not try yeah. try some different backhand serves? Yeah. So I'm just having trouble trying to visualise that, Alice. I reckon we need to make a video about this and and because like you're saying, if you're just doing a plain backhand serve, that's no good. But I think there is like the ability to to kind of distinguish on the backhand or, or to kind of disguise a little bit backhand and topspin serves, but maybe that's different from just like the kicker serve that you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, there's, there's definitely ability to, to have disguise with your backhand side spin serve that mm. uh, most, most players will do like Ovcharov does. So Ovcharov um, plays mainly backhand serves. Yeah. So I reckon that's what we need, a video with um, showing the kicker serve, which wouldn't be very good, but then maybe showing how you can do some top spin ones that, that could be, or side spin ones that could be useful. Yep. Sounds mm. like a good idea. Uh, we good, do have a backhand. question, Eduardo. Yeah, sorry, go, Alan. Yeah, we do have a backhand um, serve tutorial. Yes, um, as a good well one. In our, um, in our must learn serves section. So there's this, the uh, the backhand serve where we will show you just the difference between some uh, backspin, sidespin, topspin um, backhand serves as well. So yeah. yeah, yeah, get onto it, people. I reckon that, like you said, Al, that's an underutilized serve. It's an, a fairly easy one to learn, and I think you'll get a lot of benefit out of out of using it. So yeah, check out that and practice Indeed. part of your tip of the week: practice some backhand serves. Exactly. Get in there. <laughs> Backhand serves, windshield wiper serves, you got the lot. Exactly. All right, next question is from Deepak, who says, what is the recommended thickness of rubber in millimetres for a fast spin service type of game? Yeah, so Deepak, the, um, the thicker the sponge underneath the rubber, the more speed and spin you're going to be able to. Oh, we just lost you, Al. <laughs> it. I knew um, this was going to be. Al, Al, the bad luck curse has hit us. Show three, three, three for like ten seconds, and I just could not hear you at all. You just cut out totally. Show three, three, three. I knew something was going to go wrong. We should have skipped it, gone to three, three, four. Oh, this is terrible. Alois, are you there? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think, you know, what Alois was going to say is that 
that thicker sponge gives you some more speed and spin. So if you're looking for a lot of uh, spin, then go for something like a two millimeter or, or maybe even slightly thicker uh, sponge is recommended. And the 1.5 is less spin. So some people say a bit more control when that happens. Um, Alois, you're back. Oh, yes. See? Show 333, Jeff. What happened? I don't I don't know. Someone's just pulled pulled the plug in the ether. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's terrible. Well, I was just carrying on with it without you. I was saying that you were going to say how a thicker sponge would be better for speed and spin. Absolutely. Maybe like 2 millimeter, for example. Yes, exactly. 2 mil 2 mil would definitely be uh, the way to go. At least 2 mil. So 2 mil you know, plus, you know, 2.2 max thickness. Um, if you, there is if a you maximum th thickness rule, though, isn't there? The sponge and the rubber can only be 4 mil or something, is there? Yeah, I don't right. know the exact rule. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the, the, the combination of the sponge and the, and the rubber on top can be a maximum of 4 millimetres. So, okay. um, yeah. Um, now, but, a lot of people say that the thicker sponge is going to give you more speed and spin, but maybe less control. That, yeah, yeah, see, that's right. Kind of like there's a, there's a bit of a two-edged sword there because with more spin can get more top spin, which can give you more dip, which can give you more control in a way. In a way, yeah, but I think you, you're um, the, only if you're kind of experienced enough to be able to handle that speed. Correct. Yeah, that's right. You have to, you have to have the, the the ability to control the ball enough to be able to put that ball on the table if. If the ball's coming off really fast, then um, and you can't control the feel of that um, ball coming off, then yeah, it's going to fly off the end of the table a lot of the time. So yeah, so yeah. So I guess you start with a, a thinner sponge, and then when you feel like you've got control and need a bit more pace, that's when you you know maybe try out a, a thicker sponge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so I mean, for a player that's thinking about trying to you know generate a lot of speed and spin you know two millimeters is probably a good starting spot and then um increase the thickness from there okay um, and but sorry and and i mean the the type of rubber also makes a difference there so okay you know, if you've got it if you've got a slower controlled rubber um that's two millimeters you know, that's fine. Or you could even go a bit thicker on, on a rubber like Mark five, which is one that we recommend um, for your first custom bat. Um, you know, two millimeters is fine for, for players that have been playing for a couple of years um, yep. to start to learn to topspin. Um, but then, you know, you can, you can also start to increase the speed of the rubber that you're using, you know, get um, start to use faster rubbers uh, at two millimeters, and then you can start to think about increasing to two point two and max. Thickness. Gotcha. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, great question, uh, Deepak. Um, yeah, well, we um, we've got to the end of the questions um, with a little with a bit hiccup. of a break. Show three, three, three. My goodness. So that only leaves. One more thing, Alois. Yes. Now we can't oh. can't cut out during the OMG facts. No. OMG facts. All right. Here we go. I'm getting straight into it. Monaco has the highest per capita ownership of Rolls-Royce cars in the world. 
yeah. wouldn't you monaco like you know mm. glitzy glamour famous someone involved in table tennis used to have a rolls royce here in australia um yes no shorter no shorter what did he used to say about rolls royces they didn't break down they just failed to proceed <laughs> really yeah he also had a bentley didn't he rolls oh, maybe he didn't have rolls royces no, maybe, maybe he had, had bentley. Bentley. Yeah, something like that anyway. Just ignore everything I just said. Yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay. The word robot comes from the Czechoslovakian word robotovat, which means to work very hard. Ah. Robotovat. Robota. Yeah, I'm sure I, I'm sure I said that just perfectly. <laughs> what Robotovat. Czech, Czech, Czech word, is it? Yeah, Czechoslovakian, yep. Czechoslovakian, Czech Republic, Slovakian. There you go. Mm, yes. Robo Tavat. And here's an interesting one. Why is this so? All of the Earth's continents are wider at the north than at the south. <laughs> what? <laughs> And is Australia, is Australia is Australia wider at the north than at the south? Yeah, well, at the bottom of Tasmania, it's very narrow. Oh, but that's <laughs> yeah. But what about at Cape York? Uh, oh, but you know, at, at like three quarters up the top, it's wide. <laughs> then at the bottom. So if you ran a line through the middle of it, it'd go. It's an OMG fact. Stop questioning it. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to uh, do some modelling on uh, on an Austra the Australian continent shortly. I'll I'll get back to you next week on that one. And did you know that McDonald's milkshakes contain seaweed in the form of an extract called carrageenan? There you go. Is that good for you? <laughs> I have no idea. How Probably spell, not if it's from McDonald's. Let's how do you spell carrageenan? C A R R A G E E N A N. Carrageenan. See, I'm going to look that up too. One of my friends in high school used to live in Wool Street, which was W O O L S. There you go. All right. And um, <laughs> there's, there's just two more about space and then we're done. Okay, good. Any free-moving liquid will form itself into a sphere in outer space because of its surface tension. Oh, that is interesting. Mm, very interesting. And it yeah. would take more than an hour for a heavy object to sink to the deepest part of the ocean. Really? The deepest part of the ocean, more than an hour. Must That's be a pretty, long way. Must be pretty deep. Is that the Mindanao Deep? Is that the deepest? I have no idea. That's very good that you just pulled something out. I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I don't have a, a, uh, a an OMG facts book in front of me. <laughs> well done. Well, I, geography. Well, I'll, I'm going to look up the deepest part of the ocean. See if you're right. And see if I'm even close to... Nah. Ah. 
called the Challenger Deep. Oh. Located beneath the Western Pacific Ocean in the southern end of the Mariana Trench. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, I think well, you'd find that show 333 has been a big success. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you follow Alois's great tip of the week. Go do some serving. Um, and I hope by now you've stopped laughing at my joke because they were pretty funny. <laughs> and then make sure you check out the Ping Skills website. And, yeah, once more, thank you for listening. And, of course, thank you, Alois. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And, yeah, get on to pingskills.com. We- we, we find that uh, quite a lot of people consume our videos through YouTube, which is great. But I think um, if you can get on to pingskills.com, uh, you'll see that the videos are much better ordered and uh, you can you can go through and learn things logically there as well. So Yeah, yeah and it's easy to record your favourites. You can ask us a question there. It's just, yeah, it's just a better experience. There you go. All right. Yeah, All right. Th- thanks, Jeff. No worries. We made it through 333. We did. Just. Good work. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.